This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. Welcome to the show. This is American Real TV. There's so much to talk to you about. Where everyone. You are a true inspiration. Has. We're all trying to do our part to change the world. A story. What's your mission? What do you want your legacy to be? You have such a great story. I cannot wait to share it. Welcome to the American Real family. I cannot wait to air this episode. And now, here's your host, Roger Brooks. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Stephen Williams, best-selling author, counselor, success coach, and private investigator. We are here today to discuss your new book, How to Create Your Desires of the Heart in this divine new era of divine consciousness. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roger. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. And um, we got to know each other pretty well as you went through and published your book that you worked so hard right. on right. Uh, last year. And now that it is out, would love to know, you know, just tell our audience a little bit about the process of you putting this together and getting all your thoughts together and in, into a book, because so many people say, yeah, I, I want, I'm going to write a book someday. I'm going to write a book. Right. You did right. it. And it's on a topic that you're so passionate about. Well, actually, uh, when I contacted you all, the most of the tenets of that book had already been written. Actually, the book was written. So, so the way I did it was over the few past few years, I have been writing, and then uh, I had most of everything I wanted to say in the book. So when when I contacted you all, all we had to do was put everything together and edit it and get it all together and ready to publish but what was the process of the writing like for you personally well actually i've been writing a long time you know i i think i started writing when i was in high school when i was in high school i was um uh did a lot of writing because my uh uh, uh what i uh majored in was business so business required me to write a lot and i found out that over the years that I enjoyed writing. So by the time I was 21, 22 years old, I had written all kinds of things, written about certain things. And then I, I started my own business around, I guess I was 30-ish or something like that. And that requires a lot of writing. Uh, as a, uh, Eventually, I became a police officer and that required a lot of writing. It's like every time you turn around, I was writing reports, writing reports. And my supervisors, they seemed to like my reports because it gave them all the information that they wanted. So, you know, I began to realize that people were talking about my writing and my reports to the degree that I kept writing. <laughs> and then I became passionate about certain subjects. And uh, that's basically how it started. That's great. No, and I know with police reports, I, my wife uh, was in a minor uh, vehicle accident a few weeks ago. And, you know, it, I think the report has a lot to do with the officer, right? Yes, Getting the details and making yes. sure that, yes. you know, uh, uh, you know, whether it's insurance or, you know, points on your license or that it's really That's important right. that the officer does that. So I'm sure your skills of writing were, were appreciated by both the uh, the internal staff as well as uh, people on the other side. 
Yes, this is extremely important among police officers because I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth about some police officers. They don't write very well. They don't write very good reports. And I, I hate to say it, but it's true. So when you have a police officer that's very detailed and looking at all the things that are going on, it helps the victim uh, because when you go to court and that they're going by your report, as they're going by what that police officer is saying. And if it's not there, you may have the, the person that's uh, being defended may have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. And it's great to hear that background of how you of how you got into writing that you've always um, loved to write, which is wonderful. And it, and it shows in your book. So let's get into the topic that you're so passionate about. And um, why don't we start with you mentioned earlier starting your own business. And I know right. it's, it's important to you. You like to say your mind is your money. Right. What do you mean by that? How how does that how does that how do how do you translate that to the average person listening? What what exactly what does that mean? Well, uh, quite simply, it 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 may to me it's very simple, but it may not be to others if they haven't encountered this type of knowledge and understanding themselves and how their mind works. You see, uh, we make money to the degree of how we think. Your wealth is based on, believe it or not, it's based on how you think. It's not based on, is of course, your skills have something to do with it, but let's let's talk about that for a minute, for a second. You can meet someone and have great skills as, let's say, a welder, but that person does not have the mentality to implement his skills to a business environment that will cause him to make money. Are you with me? So he may be a great welder, but a poor communicator. And as you know, being in business, you have to have the skill and the knowledge. Okay. In this sense of your mind is your money simply is saying that if you want to be wealthy, you have to mind your mind. You have to understand how do you think? What are you thinking about? If most of the day you're thinking about, I hope I make enough money to pay these bills next month, or I'm not going to have enough money, that's going to affect your ability to be successful. So in order to be truly successful, you have to have a confident mindset. You have to be uh, have to know that you yourself have the ability to do what you're going to or what your your mind is set in motion to do. And even uh, I use the welder as an example, but I can use a, a business professional. I've encountered some business professional that, that didn't do very well because their mindset was poor. So in this book, I talk quite a bit about your mindset because your mindset is basically what your mind has been ingrained and, and molded to think. If you think that you that the only way you can be successful is you have to follow a pre a predefined set of principles, and those principles do not uh, cause you to um, to make the amount of money that you want to make. You may you may need to think about what are those principles, how are they affecting you. Are they truly causing you to be successful? Are they truly causing you to be non-successful? What are your principles? One of the ones that I often tell people is you need to have integrity. 
that's something that, that's very, that, <laughs> I hate to say it, but you rarely see today, yeah. you know, a person that has integrity. Do you have integrity? Some people that wants to make money, they they lose integrity because the only thing that they're running after is money. So it's, it's not about the money anyhow. It's about how you think. As a matter of fact, you 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 whether you have a lot of money or not is really irrelevant to you being successful. It's all about how you think, how you how you appropriate what is being spoken to you. You may appropriate it totally different. Someone may speak to you, speak something to you, and you take it totally as an insult. All of this is it pulls into the fact that how we think and how we uh, use what we think and incorporate it into what we desire will cause us to be successful or non-successful. Yeah. Now, do you think some of this is generational in, you know, every, we all think about our own situations, right? So I know thinking about my parents and then their parents, you know, they lived differently. They were That's true. You know, a lot more, you know, paycheck to paycheck, worried about, right. you know, paying the bills and right. then, but but how does someone break away from that? I, I mean, I guess I would say in my family, I broke away from that mindset, you know, mindset. and even though my dad worked really hard and my mom, they both worked. My dad worked four or five jobs to make sure we had what we needed. But I, I took your approach. You know, I listened to the Napoleon Hills and the Dennis right. Waitley's, uh, you know, and the right. um, Earl Nightingale's back when right. I was growing up. So it could, but what do people do if they've never been exposed to this? And um, how do you get started on the path of what you think becomes, you know, what Your you reality? Are? Yes. Well, I think um, for the most part, it starts with desire. You, you, you have to have a desire to know better, to do better, to want better for yourself and your family. That's where it starts. Everything that we do or want to do starts with desire, believe it or not. Now, when I say desire, some people can desire to do things that are, are not so productive uh, towards humanity, but it's still a desire nevertheless. Uh, so that's where it starts. A person have has to want to do better and then have an open mind to seek better. Because if you have a closed mind, you're not going to go far. Okay. So because that's the way that's that's how it started with me. I had a desire to be successful. And everybody's definition of success is different. Sure. <laughs> you know, my definition, my desire of being successful is raising my mind or my mentality to the degree that I was successful in everything that I did, including how I thought. And what that was at 18, 19 years old. And I met a young lady. I'll never forget her because she introduced me to a business that a lot of a lot of Americans are familiar with, Amway. Well, sure. Amway had this program set up, this positive program and positive thinking program for its salespeople. And to become part of Amway, you had to become, you know, you'd had to program your mind to think differently. And when I began to read all these books, some of the authors you named, Earl Nightingale, uh, 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 
what was the other gentleman? Oh, name? Napoleon Hill. Napoleon, Napoleon Hill. Hill. He's uh, he's he's mentioned in my book. And as I began to read these books, I began to think. So your mindset has a lot to do with how successful you're going to be to the degree that this is what needs to change so much more than your, see, we always focus on, on not having enough money, not having enough something, but before that can change, you have to change your mind. You have to know that you can achieve whatever you want. And of course, you know, people have been saying it for years, you know, whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve, you can't. But it begins with desire. Everything begins with desire. That's why that word is so important in the in the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it, and and if there is that desire, which most of us have, right? So when you have that desire, how do you connect to it? Like I may say, yes, my desire is to have a big business and you know, and I have all these ideas and dreams, but how how does the individual connect to that desire? That's a very good question. Do you, so desire, this is what I say desire is. Desire is the evidence of proof. You know, or put it a different way, desire is the proof of evidence. You say, so Steve, what are you saying? I'm saying your desire is the reality of whatever it is that you want. It comes because that desire is in you. Is part of you. You think about it when you get up in the morning. You think about it all day long. You think about if I just had this. So that desire is part of your psychology. That desire, believe it or not, is your whole entire makeup. It's part of your DNA, believe it or not. So you say, well, how do I get in touch with my desire? That's a good question. You get in touch with desire by meditating. And that is a very poignant question, I mean, a, a topic that I speak of. Meditating is extremely important. Now, you may find people say, they may say, well, I've never meditated before in my life, and I, I just don't know how to do it, and it's just I'm just oblivious to meditating. Well, I, I give some guidelines about how to meditate, how to get started. But meditation is extremely important. And I'm going to give you an example uh, just using one uh, method of meditation. One method or one or part of meditation is visualization. Okay. You have to see yourself with the desire that you want. Now I use the word want, but desire means that you already possess it. Okay. So you have to see yourself in possession of your desire. You have to see yourself uh, using that desire of that desire being in your, your present environment every single day, okay? For an example, a person said, you know, I've always wanted a, a, a Ferrari. That just, ever since I was a kid, I just love Ferraris. I just, I, that's all I dream about as far as a car. I want to have a Ferrari. Well, that's a good thing, okay? But I don't make enough money. I mean, we know those cars start around 250, 260 grand. So this person says, so what do I do? I said, well, you're on the right track because all you have to do, see yourself driving it, okay? Go to the dealership and check it out. Sit sit down in the car, you know, tell them I just want to get a feel because I'm going to own one one day. And you go into the dealership and you sit down, take pictures of it, get people to take pictures of, of you sitting in the car. When you get home, you take them pictures and you put them, you put them everywhere you can put them, okay? And then you in your in your meditation of seeing yourself in that desire, 
you see yourself operating that vehicle and going down the road just as if it was actually in the flesh. That's one, that's just one method of obtaining that desire because there are several principles that has to get involved in order for that physical desire to manifest in your hands, okay? But the first thing to do is, is see yourself with it. The second thing is, is talk as if you already own it. Now you're gonna have people say that you're crazy. You know, you I don't see no, no Ferrari sitting down in your driveway, but but you have to tell them, man, don't worry about that. I, I'm just telling you, I own it. And they said they may even ask you the question, well, where did you own it? I own it in my heart first. Wow. Okay. Because every desire comes from the center of your being, your heart. That's where it comes from. So it doesn't matter if people call you crazy. They it doesn't matter if they say you don't know what you're talking about. Ignore them because you're going to bring that that desire from the intangible, the unseen area of your heart into this seen area. That's the beginning. There are other principles that goes along with it, but it begins first with seeing you having it. And then, and then it moves on to uh, you talking as if you possess it. Okay. That's why I say I've, I've had people look at me like I was crazy. They say, "Well, Steve, I don't, I don't see the big house that you're talking about." I said, "Don't worry about that. I possess it in here, and it's manifesting itself out here." Well, how are you going to do that? I said, "Don't worry." See, see, one of the things that, that I've learned about about manifesting desires is you have to have positive people around you. Yes, you do, and I, I hate to say it, but. Sometimes family members are not that positive, you know, because they've seen you grow up. They see they seen all the little naughty things that you've right. done, you know. So they say, "Oh, you you you're not going anywhere with that. You're not going to do something because you just that same little nappy head kid that I saw. I, I know how you are. Don't pay no. You just ignore them and keep going. Wow. And it gets and it goes deeper." But that's where. And look, I mean, this that discussion that you just gave really helps me understand the title of your book even better. How to create your desires of the heart. I mean, it's right there. Yes, so sir. It it really makes sense, especially after after that explanation. Um, okay, let's go deeper now into the conversation about a couple of topics that I also know um, you want to talk about. One is. What do you mean when you say you are God? <laughs> yeah, that uh, you see, I mentioned a few authors uh, in my book and, and just a few minutes ago on the, on the podcast. They didn't talk about that. See, that was the connecting point for me. Okay, I'm not knocking Earl Nightingale or Napoleon Hill. I'm not knocking into that. But see, over the years, what I've come to recognize is if you don't understand and know that you are the God of your life, all these things and other principles, you will only go so far. Okay, see, this, this has been a lifelong journey. It didn't start five years ago. It didn't start 10 years ago. It started when I was a child. So I've been acquiring uh, books and reading certain books. And a lot of them say a lot of the same thing. And I was doing all of that. And I noticed some, some success. Actually, I was successful in everything I did. But 
but it wasn't the type of success I was looking for. I was looking for that bam, that boom, you know, Breakthrough. and, and being a spiritual person as well, I was constantly praying and seeking God for direction and guidance. Well, in all of that seeking, I was on a mission to find and know God for myself. And what I learned was I'm God because I am the one that's creating my environment. You said, wait a minute, hold on a minute. Pump the brakes. What do you mean you're the one that's creating your environment? What you possess is what you created from your own ability to create. So if you created it, you're the God of your life. You say, and are you are you saying that I, cr I created the earth and the heavens? No, I'm saying you created your environment. Okay, no one else could have done. If you look at the look, look at the the homeless person on the street, he sleeps on a bench. He he wear rags for most of them wear rags for clothes. Guess guess who created that environment? He did. It goes right back to what I was saying. Your your money is your mind. In other words, your money is your wealth. It's all about how you think. At some point in time, you could, that that homeless person wasn't always homeless. He had, he had some kind of job or some business or, or some type of affiliation with success somewhere in his life until something caused him to think differently and he became homeless. Your environment right now, where you are, if you look at everything, even your wife, your children, you created that. Your spouse is a co-creator. So you all are creating your desires and as a whole, as a couple. You're creating it. So in a in in the very uh, 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 most minimalist sense of of understanding that you can possibly attain, you could you should be able to come to this knowledge. I'm creating this. I I yes I bought it. I bought the TV. I bought the car. But the environment is something I created. I created. Now I didn't say how you created it because everybody doesn't get well the same way. Okay. Some people have, some people are tricksters. Some people are, you know, they, they get well through different means or different methods, but it doesn't matter. You created it. And you say, but, but to what degree? Some people will create an environment that I talked about the gentleman with the Ferrari. Some people may want a Cadillac. Some may want a Pontiac. And they say, I want to, I, I like that Pontiac. I'm going to buy it one day. Okay, it doesn't have to be a Ferrari. Some of us have very uh, uh, inexpensive desires. And guess what? Those inexpensive desires are based on our mindset that says, I can have. Okay, if your mindset says, says to you that you can't have the Ferrari, you won't. If your mindset says to you that the best car that I'll ever possess is probably this old used, this old used truck, that's what you're going to possess. So when you, you look around your office right now, everything you see, you brought it to you. You brought it to you. It wasn't it wasn't some God in the side sky sitting on some throne. You did it. You, your spouse, your loved ones, your friends that helped you. Because we all have co-creators that help us, that that inspire us to do better. And they feed into your mindset or what they are they take away from your mindset, either one. 
will determine their place in your life as your friend. So, in a very simplistic, now that's a very simplistic uh, explanation, but it gets deeper <laughs> because I have known people that have actually said, well, I'm only going to live to be about 27 years old. And that's as far as they live. They're not lying. But guess who created that? They, you they think did. some kind of person in the sky did that? You did it. You believed it. Okay. You gave you gave uh, uh, knowledge to it, acknowledgement to it. You believed it. You said it to other people. And at 27 years old, you checked out of you. Now, remember, I'm an ex-police officer. I have encountered so many people with so many different types of mindsets that will blow your mind, okay? And these people were creating their own lives. They didn't want to be criminals. Most of them didn't. But the mindset they had produced the very thing that they said was going to happen. Some of them say, the only way I can make money is to sell, this, sell these drugs. Watch this. The only way I can make money is to sell these drugs because that's all they saw. Speak that's what they did. Yeah. It's they speak that into the reality. Yeah. 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 That gets deeper. And I, I talk about it a little bit further in the book, but that's the, the very simplistic value of understanding you are the God of your life. You determine when you check out of here. Some people think, well, well, I'll be here until the until the good Lord check, you know, say this my time is done. No, it's not. You're going to do it. I yeah. promise you, you're going to do it. I love this, Stephen. It's fresh. You know, it's a fresh approach. And 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 that's what I love about doing these podcasts is to give people food for thought, you know, things that right. they may not have thought this certain way. So let's let, let's go deeper with it. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was cosmic law. You'd like cosmic to... <laughs> law. Okay. Tell us about cosmic law. Well, you you. Okay, first of all, cosmic or cosmos is the universe. The universe consists of the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, and all of this, these stars that we see in the sky when we look up. Okay, thousands of years ago, our ancestors understood this law. Okay, they understood that our entire entire well-being, sustenance, and longevity of, and, uh, of life and of evolution depended on the stars or had, or had a lot to do with the stars. There is a 26,000-year procession, 26,000-year-old uh, procession that occurs uh, it, and it places us in these zodiac modes, okay? Now, you know there's 12 zodiacs or 12 signs of those zodiacs. Each one lasts for 2,166 years. And each one has a mental and psychological effect that, that affects all of us. We are now, we left the, the era of Pisces. We're not in the era of Aquarius. Aquarius is going to last 2,166 years. Okay. This cosmic law is how the universe is set up. Now, it gets deeper because each, as you know, I mean, most of us have been familiar with the what we call the zodiac signs 
because each one of us was born doing a, under a certain particular zodiac sign, okay? And I myself was born under the sign of cancer. Now, the ancients knew this knowledge. They knew that each person was acutely attuned to whatever zodiac they were born in or under, okay? But watch this. But little do people know that those zodiac affiliations, which is an alignment of certain stars, sun, moon, and planets, many people don't know how those uh, affect our lives, okay? Like the, the, uh, uh, the one that we just came out of uh, was Pisces. Pisces is gone, okay? Now we're moving into the era of Aquarius. The question one should ask, well, what does the era of Aquarius mean and what shall it bring to the people that's on this planet? I can tell you one, it is the explosion of knowledge. Hmm. And what is it What is it that we're witnessing in, in this world everywhere? Knowledge. Technology, yep. Technology yep. has presented this knowledge to us like never before. I mean, you can pick up your iPhone or pick up an iPad and you can, you can, I mean, you just, this, this knowledge is out there and it's all online. But the other thing is, is the minds and the mindsets of people are in this mode of wanting to know more. They want to know about their history. They want to know about where they came from. They want to know about who is God. Okay, and many of them are finding out this very information I just shared with you. You are God, okay, and this this information is causing them to think differently, okay. So when you have people that are now thinking differently than they did in this old this old zodiac uh, set, and they're thinking like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't have to work a job. I can make money doing this and staying at home. See, this is this is why the job market, you don't find a lot of people after COVID, a lot of people didn't go, didn't go back to work. You saw that everybody, we were seeing it all over the world. They didn't go back to work because they were realizing I can make X amount of dollars because of this. Where did they get that knowledge from? They didn't get it from a book. A book, books have been around for I don't thousands of years. They got it from the information that they held in their hand, this new technology, whether well, it's the, the, the uh, cell phone, the computer, because everybody knows the cell phone is a computer, and they have access to all types of knowledge. People are putting it online and they're putting it out there because that's part of this new era. Okay, now watch this. One of the things, uh, I in my book, I say this era of, this new era of divine knowledge, right? Watch this. So when I share with you that you are God, okay, uh, most people still believe that they're waiting on Jesus or their God, whether it's whether their religion is Islam or whatever, to to deliver them from whatever malady or whatever uncomfortability. Of a, of a thing or situation they're in is not gonna happen. They are now beginning to realize, wait a minute, I'm not trusting and waiting on God, I'm waiting on me. 
that was a that was a that was a uh uh I came up coined this this statement in my search for God, I found self. In my search to know self better, I found God. Mm. And most people don't get it. They don't I get it, it what I said. You have to think about it. In my search to know God, I found me. In my search to know me better, I found God. I, I found out I was the God that was created by an environment all along. It wasn't somebody in the sky. It wasn't, it wasn't that entity in the Bible that, that people revere. It wasn't Jesus. It, it was me. So believe it or not, this little bit of knowledge that I share with you is part of the Aquarius mindset. Okay. And I, I'm 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 gonna share something with you that that uh um that that I don't tell everybody. But most of my close friends, they will say, Steve, what you think is gonna happen about our present situation and 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 the government or with, with the election or with this or with that? And I tell them, and it happens. And I have been accurate for the last 25 years. Okay. And they say, well, how did you know this? How did you know this? And I look at them and I say, well, this is where I start. Believe it or not, it comes from meditation. That's number one. Number two, it comes from compiling all the information that they're, they're, they're interested in through the lens of wisdom that I have attained. Okay. But here's where it really comes from. It comes from being in tune with the cosmos. Hmm. Okay. You say, how do I get in tune with this cosmic law? That also comes through meditation. Now, I, I promise you, I promise you, I have been 100% accurate for the last 20, 20, 25 years. Okay. Anyone, it's, it's not because I'm so special. Anyone can do this because we live under a cosmic law. And this cosmic law has cosmic energy. You say, what do you mean energy? Maybe I should drop off the cosmic part and just say energy, okay? Mm -hmm. The sun itself, it not only sends light, okay, but it's sending not only electromagnetic energy, but also wave energy and also uh, uh, vibrational energy, okay? And that energy has the, comes in the form of knowledge and wisdom. You say coming from the sun? Yes, coming from the sun. You see, there is knowledge, there's esoteric knowledge and wisdom that we are not familiar with or are, attuned to until we begin to learn how to meditate. And you say, why is meditation so important? Because it takes your mind and it lines it up with cosmic law. You say, well, I don't know what cosmic law is. But once you start meditating, there, 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 are, <laughs> there is certain knowledge that begins to, and I'm going to tell you how it starts. This knowledge that begins to come to you is going to, first of all, come through the line of a question. Why is the why is the sun over here during the day? Then 
during the evening that's over there. I'm just using a very simplistic thought. But this energy is going to cause you ask questions about certain things that you probably never even thought of before. And every question, believe it or not, has an answer. Okay. Every I don't care how wild it is, I don't care how crazy it is. Every question, it may come to you say, why am I even, why am I even curious about this particular subject? You may not even know. But what the cosmic universe is doing is causing you now to think. The subject may be about how do I become better in my business? And you say, well, I've read all the books. I've, you know, I've been to the seminars, and I, but I'm, I still have this desire to know how to be successful. In other words, how do I take this because I sense there's something in me saying this can go to a level far beyond what I just learned in the seminar. That didn't come from you. It came from this cosmic energy that sparked the energy in you to ask the question for you. Now, I can get deeper to that because you may begin to think, well, maybe that's God asking me to go deeper in my business. No, that's your divine self. That's sparking the question, bringing the question to your heart to trigger your mind to ask the question so you can obtain the answer. And when you do, your business takes off. And then a person will ask you, they say, Man, how did you get, how did you, how did you get from here? Just last year you was doing this, and this year you're doing that. And you may stop and think and you say, I I really <laughs> don't know, but <laughs> I really don't know how it happened. But I started, I just, I just had this intuition of this, this desire to want to know better. That's a, see, a lot of times we don't know how to put it together, but that's that's typically how it comes out. We want to know better. And it came to me to do this. And doesn't the person need to be at a certain mindset to be able to even get here get there because, yes yeah because you think about all the people we know and you mentioned family earlier like there's people that are very close-minded uh, right. and i could see that being a problem right if, if oh, you're that, absolutely. you're not yeah. going to be able to meditate and allow this energy to to come to you and I, what's interesting steven is a lot a lot of this you know i've i've experienced bits and pieces of of of, of this you are taking this to another level which is I think can be very helpful for people mm -hmm. to start to ask these questions, you know, and, right. and, and, it, and it's really great. Um, so, and we could talk about this all day, you know, which right. is, it's, it's just a fascinating topic. Um, so you talked about that we are God. We talked about uh, integrity and, and, and cosmic law. Um, is this the same thing, you know, when you talk about who are you? Is is that, or is that something completely different? No, that's that's a good question. Uh, this is, in fact, drawing you to who you are, and uh, I, you, you know, I mentioned meditation because most of everything you do is going to start with meditation. Believe it or not, uh, every person wants to know who they are. That is a fact. <laughs> I mean. 
I mean, you, you, you. I'm a counselor, so I've studied psychology and 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 psychologists, and it, and you know, have been saying things for years. I mean, ever since I was a kid, people want to know who they are, you know, and and you you look at humanity itself. You people, you see people doing all kind of things, trying to find out who they are. Some of them go on go on hikes. Some of them. Uh, 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 do meditation, some study certain religions. That, and to be perfectly honest with you, this is where most people start in trying to find out who they are is through religion. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not knocking religion because that's how I started. Okay. But when I started, I never lost sight of the one thing that was extremely important. Never stop looking. Never stop searching. But on the temples of Egypt and on the temples in Egypt, and uh, there are some archaeologists who say that now that Egypt is much older than most people, most scientists have been led to believe. They think that Egypt and the pyramids, instead of being just three or four or five thousand years old, they're up to uh, 20, 30,000 years old. Okay. But on the temples, it asks this question Man, know thyself. That's because every temple, man, oh man, know thyself. Because if you don't know you, if you don't know who you are, you're not going far. Oh, I'm I'm not saying you you can't you can't go out and get a degree and make a little money and let you go and, and own a few things. But if you truly know who you are, your mind and your spirit has the ability to Super, we see. We are super beings that don't even know. We are. Your mind has the ability to supersede the normal, and because we've been in this in this uh, Pisces um, uh, zodiac, which consisted of violence and wars and and domination over people, that it limited us from thinking. It limited us from our creative ability. But when a person knows who they are, no one can stop you. No one can stop you from achieving whatever you're the no one and nothing. I don't care how, I don't care if, if someone sent an assassin to stop you, it can't. You say, how do you say that? Because you have, cosmic energy that is protecting you and guiding you. See, most people think that they are just human beings, and I stop people to tell them real quick, I'm not a human. Okay. Now, I can go deeper on that, but let me let me stay with this subject right here. We came from the stars. Scientists have proven that, that we are star material. Okay. That you, 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 they have examined our bodies and found that the purest elements of what's in us is in stars also. So you are star material, okay? And our bodies are made, see, we, we're always looking at each other physically, uh -huh. but we're all photon energy. Everything is photon energy. Everything is photon energy. To the degree that a person can understand this, whether it's seen or unseen energy, you are photon energy. 
So the great thing about the cosmology or cosmic law is this. The cosmic universe, I guess the best way you can, you can see the cosmic universe is as cosmic beings or cosmic mind that has the, the ability to help you accomplish whatever you are and have been sent here to do. So when you know who you are, no one can stop you. No one can hinder you. You say, how do I begin to know who I am? It's going to come through your desire. And most people ignore their desires because they think, well, I don't make enough money to, 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 to even do this. I don't even know why I'm thinking about this. I don't even know why I think that the whole world can be healed of all diseases. Well, if you truly believe, believe that, that came from a greater desire, okay? That's cosmic energy letting you know that this is your endeavor here in this experience. You say, why, why, why are you calling it an experience? Because it can't, can't be life in its purest form. It can't be death either. Some people say, well, if there's no death nor life, because you say, how do you, how do you think, uh, death is 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 no such thing as death and, and because how many people do you know that want to die how many name one zero <laughs> <laughs> okay how many people you know that love life okay they enjoy living and they want to keep on living see in my search to know the truth i came to that question and i start asking my friends I say, why are we here? Most of them connect. Most of them started, but they, they, I said, but what's the purpose if you're going to die? And they stopped and they looked at me and they said, I said, do you want to die? No. So what's the purpose of us being here? And then they started down that same line again. And I said, let me share something with you. I said, you wasn't put here to die. You wasn't put here to live either. See, most of us think this is life. It's not. See, and scientists have proven this too, that that we're on a, they call it a hologram that is controlled by some divine or cosmic being. Okay. I, I'm not just making this up. Okay. If you, you, you study a little bit about science and you go into cosmology and astrology, you'll find some scientists have veered off in that, into that as well. But here's the thing. Our life, our energy is being projected into this cosmic universe of, of, of hologram material. So we're neither dead or alive we are experiencing something from another environment and we're projecting that experience into this hologram. There's no such thing as death. Scientists have even concluded energy doesn't die. We're all made of energy. It doesn't die. It doesn't grow old. They concluded that. And the reason I'm using science as an example, because it, I want people to understand this is not just about uh, my spiritual esoteric views. It's about science. They have proven it. Right. Okay. So if energy never dies, then how can I come here and so-called live and die? 
you came here because you were projected here as light photon energy. And you think, most people think this, all of this stuff around us is real. No, it's photon energy. And, it, and the best way I can explain it is all photon energy. So what's real? My mind. But if your, your mind is being projected onto this holographic canvas and through this, this avatar that we call the body, okay? Based on what we believe and how we set our mind will determine whether or not we achieve our desires. I'm going to say that again. What we believe, what we set our minds to, and what we attune our mindset to will determine what you achieve and do in this hologram. Okay? If, you, if your mind now is in alignment with cosmic reality and cosmic law, there is nothing that you cannot not do. There is no desire that you can possess and not have. It is impossible. The desire is the, is the very thing that's saying is real. In essence, you are your desire. It's not just something that just popped in your heart or your spirit one day. You are the very essence of that desire. So. The, the cosmic universe is behind you 100% in achieving whatever desire you have. The problem is most people don't know how to obtain their desire. They think it's going to cost a lot of money. And if your desire is feeding the entire world, yes, I can understand. Why. And they'll place that desire on the shelf because they'll say, well, I can't feed no, no entire world. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but it nags me all the time. I think the world, the world could never be hungry. That desire didn't come from just you. It came from the cosmic universe to you as a desire for you to fulfill. If you have the desire, I promise you, you can fulfill it. And I'm going to make this statement before we go off, off, off the air. I promise you, I can help you with any desire you desire. I guarantee you, I can help you fulfill it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely put the links where people could connect with you in the show notes. Uh, but a couple more questions. It's, it's just such a great conversation. <laughs> and you're going to get a lot of people thinking, including myself. Uh, just to back up a second, you, you talked about the kind of the current landscape and that you've been able to predict you know, for the last 20, 25 years, what, what are you thinking? What's going to happen next? In terms of what? Give me a, give me a subject. Um, I mean, let's talk about, uh, say, presidency. Okay. What's your, <laughs> what's your opinion you know, there? Uh, uh, some people uh, think, you know, right now there is uh, – there's quite a bit that's going on in the U.S. government, and one of them is who's going to be the next president. Right now, we really don't have any good candidates. I'm just going to throw that out there. And so you you have President, former President Trump, who is uh, many people believe is a very viable candidate, and he got some he has some good points. 
Okay, he does. But but I would put all my eggs in the basket when it comes to Trump. Okay. What do I see? Do I see President Trump become vice president? I mean uh, former President Trump become the president? No. I'm gonna tell you what I see. Someone is going to come on the scene. Okay. And but what I see most most clearly is chaos. Whoever becomes the president is going to be so much chaos surrounding that scene that is going to cause so much uh, uh, faith in our government uh, to be shattered. Okay. I think Trump is, I believe Trump is going to be found guilty for criminal uh, crime and he's going to try to get uh get away from it and by people by uh petitioning people to make people believe well that happened then and it should not affect my presidency but it's going to okay so that that whole scene is going to be chaotic that he's not going to become the president okay you say who do who do i think is going to become president it, it's going to be a republican no doubt i believe it's going to be a female i don't see a viable one on the scene yet but it's going to be a female, uh, and and she's going to be Republican. Uh, Democrats going to lose hands down. Now you say hands down. It's it's going to be a close a close fight, but Trump is going to be pulling a lot of strings. Okay, but we're going to end up with a Republican female uh, uh, president. Interesting. And today That's, is, for the record, today's February fourth, two thousand twenty-four. Just so everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also tell people, let's see if I'm right. But Trump is not going to make it. Interesting. I can tell you a lot of reasons why, but he ain't going to make it. Uh, the other thing you talked about, life and death. I'm curious, and maybe some of our listeners are as well, viewers. Our, our internal consciousness, ourselves, right? Yeah. Does that survive what we call death? Absolutely. Yeah. See, because it is your it is your number one purpose here in this experience is to wake up. If you never wake up, you'll come back here. You remember you remember when we was kids, we used to, we always hear about uh, reincarnation. Well, yeah. let me tell you where that comes from. When you come into this experience and your journey here doesn't lead you to to find who you are. And your mind stays closed, and you just basically a robot. I know you know what I'm talking about because you, oh, yeah. you see them all day. People, they, I mean, they just, they, it's like they are automatic. They just roll with whatever happens. That's that's a person who hasn't awakened. Okay, they will come back here because your number one objective is to awaken. Okay, and when you when you become awakened, you're gonna follow the process of of knowing who you are. When you understand who you are, what's going to come out of that is, this is why I'm here. See, it's impossible for you to know who you are and not know why you're here. Right. That's impossible. So your mindset or your awakened state of mentality will follow you into the next dimension. Okay? Because that's where we're going. We're going into another dimension. There's no death. Okay, I promise you, there's no death. You're gonna take that, 
take that mentality. It has to awaken because this is one of the the uh, the qualifications to be transferred into the next dimension. If you're not, you're going to come right back here. So people ask the question, well, well, um, they talk about their loved ones. Well, if your loved one was a murderer and a serial killer, your mind is not going to allow you to move into a vibration that causes you to go into another dimension. You will be jettisoned right back here. See, I, I didn't, I, 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 <laughs> because I, and there's no heaven or hell. Heaven or heaven in hell is right here. You could be living in heaven right here, or you could be living in hell right here. It all depends on your mindset and how you think. That's why I say your mind is your mind. Your mind is everything. Your, your mind and how you think, your psychology, your understanding uh, is everything. If you still believe in that God is going to, Jesus is going to come and, and pull us all out of this, the only thing I can say is, uh, what are you waiting on? <laughs> and I'm not trying to... Yeah. I'm not trying to offend anybody because that, that may offend certain people. But to those of you who understand that there's a quickening and awakening and a check in your soul to what I'm saying, you understand we're not waiting on Jesus because the truth of the matter is Jesus should have came 2,000 years ago. Okay. I mean, I mean, if you want me to follow the guidelines of the Bible, I can because I, I, I used to be a pastor, a minister. Oh, yeah, I followed the Bible closely, okay? So to all my Christian friends, call me, go to my email, website, whatever. I can answer whatever question you want to ask me about this Bible. That the Bible <clears throat> and Christianity is what helped me awaken because in my pursuit of this spiritual knowledge, I went beyond the Bible. I said there has to be more because the Bible is not telling me anything. The Bible, only the Bible is, is a, is a compilation of letters that was written by different people in that particular <clears throat> place and time. That's all it is. But it was many, many, many uh, uh, authors and letters and things that were written. This is just a small fraction. Matter of fact, Jesus said, himself said that the, all the books of the of the world couldn't contain all the knowledge and information that he he was sent here to do or that he spoke of. So that tell me that told me that I need to keep searching because that little that little snippet of knowledge in the in the Bible yeah. is just a yeah. Okay. Wow. So Very my well. challenge to Christians is keep looking. But most most importantly, look and search for you. Who you are. Who are you? See, I know who I am. That's why I'm not I'm not concerned about what happened in the in the, in the presidency and the US government. I know what's going to happen, but I'm not concerned about it. Are we headed for destruction? Are we headed for uh uh an apocalypse and all that foolishness? No. Yeah. Our country, the people here are driven by fear. Okay. That that's not that's not because of the Bible, that's on that's by design. It's purposely set up by the old arts and the elites to keep you in fear, make you think there's a war that's coming, make you think it's not going to be enough food, make you think it's not going to be enough war, make you think that we're running out of this and running out of that. No, we're not. No, we're not. If that is if that is possible, then divine the divine <laughs> cosmos and universe 
is an impossibility and it doesn't exist. But we know it exists. And every problem, I'm going to say this before we shut it down, every problem, I don't care what it is, you can pull it out of the sky, you can, every problem has a solution. Otherwise, watch this, we wouldn't be here. Man was created to dominate and supersede every problem. Otherwise, what's the purpose of being here? It doesn't make sense. No, you're right. And Stephen, uh, wow, I normally engage more, but I felt I needed to let you speak so the audience could listen as I was Thank listening. You. So just, just amazing. And I have a feeling... We're going to have people that want you back. So if you're willing to do it, we should, oh, we should have another one of these. Uh, your book, How to Create Your Desires of the Heart, it's available on Amazon. Uh, Stephen Williams will put the link at the show notes. You also do coaching, and we'll, yes. we'll put the link there for that as well. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. It was very enlightening. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. And welcome to the American Real Family. And yes, I cannot sir. wait to air this episode. <laughs> well, I you I've only just touched on the surface. Uh there is there is information that that I don't know some that I have that a lot of people that probably ain't ready to hear. But this is one thing I believe. This is one thing I know, not just believe. One thing I know is if you have a desire to know more, that desire is there for a reason. And this is the last thing I want to share with people. Don't ignore your desire. Don't ignore because I'm going to tell you why. You're ignoring who you are. Wow. Powerful. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank and you, Roger. We'll do this again. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to American Real. For more stories like this one, be sure to stop by AmericanReal.tv. Follow us on all social media to stay up to date with everything American Real. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and contact one of our publishing experts if you're ready to publish your book and become a best-selling author.